Hello and welcome to Dopey, the podcast about drugs, addiction, recovery, and dumb shit. I'm Dave. My name is Chris. How you feel, Chris? I'm good. We're we're doing an episode right now with usually we have a little bit of an idea of what we're gonna talk about. We have absolutely no fucking clue what we're gonna talk about right now. We've recorded how many episodes? Sixty episodes? Yeah. How many episodes do you really think we had a plan for? I would say, though, but just pushing record and having no clue what we were going to talk about, we've done that less than five times. We've always been like, oh, like, let's talk about this. We don't actually say what we're going to say, but we we know what we're going to talk about. We have no clue. Wow, you've stymied me. Stymied? <laughs> what are you trying to do? you trying to set us up to fail? No, no. I'm just being fully authentic. Being my most real self for the Dopey Nation. Chris has recently returned to yoga. Three yoga classes, three AA meetings this week. Talk to me. I've just been going, man. I just I need the spiritual nourishment. And? And I was sexually humiliated, which... We know about... <laughs> Not my point. I mean, how has the spiritual nourishment been? Uh, well, it takes a bit, you know, you got to keep going and it gets better. Uh, I found this weird, you know, what's funny. This is good for the show here is I actually started going again because I was talking to that chick and, uh, um, I, I was talking about things that have happened in my life. Um, and, and we, we talk about synchronicity a lot on the show and coincidences. There's been a few things that have happened in my sobriety where I've had like an overwhelming feeling that it's just right. Some sort of something beyond myself about specific things that I should like travel further along with. Right. And explain that a little bit more, please. Um, okay. So he, here's one example and this is for yoga and it's pertinent because I started going again. Uh, bef- before, um, I got into AA, I had my first sort of experience with sobriety. I was on Suboxone. I was practicing yoga like six days a week. I remember and, the story. And, and I went to yoga a few times and I remember, I haven't shared this on the show. Um, that I, I went like three or four times and I remember actually thinking I was experiencing like a manic episode. Like I thought maybe I was going bipolar. I had so much energy. I didn't need to sleep much. I was like crystal clear. I was thinking faster than I normally thought and seeing connections that I normally didn't make. And they were all accurate. And I was like, this is what like hypomania is like, like, like the precursor to somebody like going bipolar, going up. And I was like kind of nervous and it wasn't. I'm but sure it, you wished that was the case. No, I wish You always case. wish for mental illness. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I felt that and I was like, God, there, there's something, I don't know what it is, but there's like something to this yoga and I should like, I should make this a regular part of my life like forever. And I knew I was like, I'll be a better person if I practice this, like tapping um, into that unreal load. Yep. What is the expression? The limitless load. Yeah. Is that what it is? Um, no, that's not tapping. The, the limitless load. I should read that quote actually. Um, but let me talk about the yoga verse. So I, I, uh, <clears throat> I was like, I should make this a regular part of my life. And then I had something with my ankles and I couldn't really practice. And I stopped going and my ankles are fine now. Um, but, uh, I never went back to the practice and, I realized in AA, I was like, you know, there's been a few concrete things that have happened in my life where I've had an indication that I should travel like further down that path. And, uh, and then if I didn't do it, I was just like, it's gone. You know what I mean? Oh, I fucked that up. I didn't do it. And then in, through going to meetings, I like came to the realization that they're not gone and I can still do it. Um, and I was actually talking to someone about this recently. You're talking about accessing this thing. I'm just saying I had an indication from something that I consider beyond myself that it was something that's useful and good for me. 
And just because I didn't act on it then doesn't mean I can't act on it now. And would you say that's a metaphor for any lost opportunity? Yeah. Um, but for, I'm speaking more specifically because I had, I had some sort of experience where I felt like something was telling me this is a good thing. I had that when I was talking about step three with somebody once, um, an overwhelming, warm, fuzzy feeling where something came out of my mouth that like, I feel like I didn't say. And it was basically like, I took it as God telling me that I should listen to other people and surrender my will. And it was like... In uh, reference to yoga? No, this was a different experience. But I'm saying this was another one. This was a uh, 12-step thing that made so you realize... I was realize. talking to my grand sponsor, and um, we were talking about step three, and that... Do you know that expression really... Grand sponsor? I hate it. Yeah, it's kind of so... How about dirty. my sponsor sponsor? My spo- I was talking to my sponsor sponsor, and we were talking about step three. I was in the car with a group of people, and I was in the front, and he was driving. And uh, I, I was just like... my. F- I just was like totally honest with them and I was like it was at a period in my life where I was like looking for work and I was in the little rehab land and um I hadn't really started looking and uh people were like you should I was like I just don't want to work at McDonald's and people were like you should work at McDonald's because you don't want to and he was talking about step three and I just said I was like all I can think when we're talking is made a decision to turn our will and our mind over to the care of yeah and I said we're talking about and I was like all I can think is I don't want to work at McDonald's. And it just like came out and I just had this like overwhelming like fe- – and I didn't end up working at McDonald's. But I had this like overwhelming feeling inside Instead me. Instead you just went up eating there. That it was there. true. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I just didn't eat either. But I had this overwhelming feeling inside me that it was just true and right whatever I said. And it wasn't necessarily working at McDonald's but it was associated to step three. And so that was a feeling that I was like, oh, there's fucking some – there's some merit to this this conversation we're having about like turning your will over to something beside yourself just like I had that with yoga, you know. And the point was though I didn't work at McDonald's and though I didn't turn my will over, that doesn't mean I can't do it now and that doesn't mean I can't practice yoga now. So I'm starting to try to do it again just because that's – it doesn't have to be a lost opportunity. How the fuck did we get on this topic? <laughs> uh, I was asking what you're up to. Oh, <laughs> that's what oh. What was I going to look up? I don't know. I was going to look something up that was fucking great. It was, there's a quote of the limitless. Oh Lord. yeah, the limitless. Lord. I, this is my favorite line um, in the big book that I uh, uh, that I actually laughed out loud. At. I've only laughed out loud to a couple things that were in the big book, the, the fire engine thing, you know, crossing the road and getting your back broken. I laughed out loud to that. And then I laughed at, at this. What's uh, that one? I'll read that one in a second, but, um, okay. So you guys ready? Dopey nation, big book studiers. All right. Get so, out your big book right now. What I, page are we on? So you guys will hear me talk about the limitless load. And this is where the line comes from. Many of us have experienced dad's elation. So they're talking about here, when um, like a father who is an alcoholic gets sober and what it's like with the family dynamic. Many of us has, have experienced dad's elation for being sober is what this is. So you're just setting it up for context. Many of us have experienced dad's elation. We have indulged in spiritual intoxication like a gaunt prospector belt drawn in over the last ounce of food. Our pick struck gold. Joy at our release. Joy at our release from a lifetime Hold on, I gotta go to the next page. Of frustration knew no bounds. Fathered feels he has struck something better than gold. For a time he may try to hug the new treasure to himself. 
He may not see at once that he has barely scratched a limitless load which will pay dividends only if he mines it for the rest of his life and insists on giving away the entire product. So it's basically saying that there is this fucking fortune out there that's for you, but the only way you can have that fortune is if you give, is it if you give 100% of it away. It's fascinating. Yeah. That's why Dopey will never hit the limitless load. <laughs> explain that part. Yeah, so we. Th- I always. I guess I don't know if I say it on the show, but I talk about with Dave the limitless load because he talks about that there's this vein of potential listeners that we just haven't tapped into, and we refer to that as the limitless load. So <laughs> the limitless load is all the non-Dopey listeners out there that we're trying to reach out to. The non-Dopey – I mean like how many addicts out there – are like on the fence, like the dopey people, yeah. like the dopey nation. It's a limitless load. There's a limitless load, it's but we, constantly replenished. <laughs> but we can't touch them for some reason. What keeps us from touching them? Heroin. No, we've got tons <laughs> of listeners on heroin. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know either. I was. You trying- get a free hat if you can tell us what it is. Yeah, free hat. <laughs> tell us how to hit the limitless load. You get two free hats if you can tap the limitless load. Yeah, we even give you three. Um, so. I don't know why I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say this. Uh, about four weeks ago, we had uh, my friend Todd on the show, and uh, he was in really bad shape. Yeah. And he was supposed to be calling in right now, but he's not calling in. Uh, but I talked to him the other day, and he said he's been clean for 30 days. And that's the Todd update? That's my... Unless he yeah, calls in. Yeah, but you in. said, just to clarify to the Dopey Nation, is I texted Dave the other day... And I asked him about Todd, and Dave said, he's been clean for 30 days. And then he sent another text message that was, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, it was the most ha's I've ever sent him a text, actually. Meaning he's most likely not actually clean well, also, for 30 clean days. for Todd is not clean for you. Clean oh, for Todd is like, weed and booze, oh, yeah. maybe the occasional suboxone. So clean for Todd is not clean. Yeah. Yeah. But that, we'll get to that when we get – if we ever get Todd back on the show. Yeah. But I'll tell you when I texted – I sent him – somebody, a Dopey Nation uh, member emailed us a thing that said, I really want to hear the yeah. monthly Todd update. I thought that was one of your buddies or something. No, and I texted no, – he said, he said, I need in all capital letters to hear uh, Todd's up. Uh, Todd's update on every episode or some shit. I think he, he was fine with the monthly update. <laughs> but I texted that to Todd, and he said uh, that put a big smile on his face. Really? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So that's, that's beautiful. That's why I really thought we'd hear from him. Because I don't know about you. Actually, I do know about you. But I'm going to say this anyway. Like, for me, I need action. Like, I need things happening. And oh, it's, yeah. And I don't mean just dopey. No, no. I, I just I mean you. in my life. Like, I remember, like, when I first got clean, it's like, if I, I, I put my band back together so that one night a week, I was doing that, you know, and I could feel something happening, and I always need to feel something happening, and poor Todd is in the middle of no place, he's working a job at Cracker Barrel and a job at another restaurant, he's living in his parents' house, he's miserable, and here is this podcast with thousands of Australians <laughs> at his fingertips, and he doesn't call in to, to, to enjoy. Yeah. You know, and I feel like, you know, whatever. It's yeah. sad. 
It is sad. But, I mean, we get so much joy from Dopey. How much joy do you get from Dopey? Oh, it's great. It's the only place I can come and uh, take off all my many hats. Oh, here we go. (laughs) Here we go. I was trying to talk to Dave about this, about the hats of wearing different hats and how Dopey, I don't have to wear a hat. And he just wasn't feeling my metaphor. Well, tell. how about the punchline for the metaphor? That I was bald or something? What was it again? What did I say? I wear all these different hats in my many walks of life. And I'm so excited to do Dopey, where I can just be bald. <laughs> that was, that's what he said. Was that on the phone or text? Yeah, that was on the phone. Yeah. Thank God I didn't have so to I'm read. bald thank, right now. Thank God I didn't have to read that text. Yeah. Um, Only I'm bicked right now. Okay, what? Bicked. What's that? You, know, you don't know what that means? I assume it Kid, means you shave your head. You're a fucking honky. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, when you shave your head with a bick thing. It's like totally bald. It's like what a prison guard. All prison guards are bicked usually. Or Sorenos. God help me. Okay, okay. Just, just calm down. I want to. I want to tell you about my day today. Okay. okay. Uh, I woke up. I had a bunch of family crises with my family, and then me and my daughter and her mother took a ride uh, to a birthday party, and um, it was a uh, twins' birthday party. Two four-year-old girl twins. Yeah. And I was there for hours. Yeah. And uh, there were no real activities. There was like some sand art. There were like two safe pinatas. Do you know what a safe pinata is? No. Where like you don't get to smash anything. You just pull strings. No. Until Until the shit comes out. I'm just like, That's I'm just like, punch it. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. This is, and I'm just sitting what there. What the fuck's happening to us? I'm staring. What, some guy got hit with a, base, with a wiffle ball bat and it was all over? Dude, but let me just, before you even get into where Wait, I'm going they, with the story. Do they keep, do they blindfold it at least when they pull it? No, they say, here, Johnny, pull this string. Now you pull this string. He doesn't at least string. do it blindfolded? No, there's no blindfold. Well, why don't they at least, I mean, it's a little safer. Like, you can hit the pinata, but you have uh, no blindfold on at least. There's no hitting anything. But let me just yeah. tell you, before we even get past this story. Okay. A few weeks ago, because I live in the suburbs now, and it's very weird. Yeah. Because I never lived in the suburbs. But it was a block party. Um, I think it was... It was a block party. Like, they have block parties, I guess, in the suburbs. And they were having a party on this one block. And it was like, like it's a dead-end street. And we, we have friends that are on that block. And they, everybody brings out food and shit. And they did a pinata. But they give the kid an aluminum bat. They blindfold him. And they hung the pinata from an aluminum uh, <laughs> basketball hoop. So, so the kid is hitting the metal bat into the metal pole. And, like, he's also running at other kids with the metal bat. And my daughter is very sweet. And I'm like, get this fucking kid oh, with the bat away from my sweet girl. But, like, let's just stop for a second. You have the worst-case <laughs> pinata <laughs> to the <laughs> most worst-case safe pinata. It's like, I'm sitting there this this morning, and I'm like, I could see why they have the safe <laughs> pinata after what I saw a few weeks ago. Like, you're talking about seven-year-olds with a metal bat, blindfolded, running around, swinging blindly, and you feel when the bat hits the metal, what happens to the kid? Yeah. It hurts. Yeah. You know? But anyway, so I'm sitting at this birthday party, and I'm just like... For me, that's hell. You know, I've been to rehab. I've been to jail. I've been sick. Yeah. <laughs> I've been in the worst drug situations. And I'm sitting in the suburbs today, and I lean over to my fiance, and I said, if I go to hell, 
it's going to look like this. Did she laugh? No, she said, you say that all the time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, a bunch of middle-class Long Island mothers. At least you weren't sitting there dope-sick doing it. I wouldn't remember it. Like, I would, I would just be on the phone trying to figure out when fucking KK would call me back <laughs> or something. When Flacco's coming? Yeah. But the point is that I'm sitting there, and I'm and, and I, I, the, the only small talk I made was with this... Israeli guy named Aton that runs a web company that saves I don't even know what the fuck he was talking about but that was my conversation and and he was like well what do you do and I was like I'm a waiter and I'm like I have a podcast called Dopey about drugs addiction and dumb shit <laughs> and all we talk about is shooting dope and cocaine Wait, where, who and was the you, dumb who shit that happened no I didn't say oh. it but I'm talking with some middle class what the rich, fuck do you talk about I, what did I talk about? I talked about... I'm good at those conversations. Oh, yeah. I'm I, not. I can fucking pull the wool at the best of them. Uh, I, I, because you're in, you're also interested in nice. I'm a jerk no, and I'm not I interested. I pretend I'm interested. I am nice, but I pretend I'm interested. I'm neither interested nor nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like... We talked about Trump. We talked about... Uh, Israeli politics, gold of my year, fucking shit. I don't know. All I wanted to talk about was dopey. You know, I was like, yo, on Monday we got 590 downloads, dude. <laughs> he was like, what are you talking about? Oh, fucking man. Israelis, man. Why don't you tell them about dopey? Because I don't want anyone out there knowing about it. Why? Why would I tell? I mean, imagine my daughter's friends, parents. I actually. One of one of my daughter's friend's parents listened to it, and he was like, Dave, I listened to it. It was kind of funny, but it was really sad. <laughs> my extended family knows now. Ugh. I was kind of nervous. My aunt, who's a psychologist, like she listened to it, and she said she liked it. I guess. What did she, she say? Me, she told my dad. I, haven't, I have to call her. I haven't talked to her. I was kind of nervous. Well, so everyone in my family works in like real estate, whether it's like you know, some facet, you know, like lending or they're a broker or they're a developer or something, you know, most of the people in my extended family, um, some people do different stuff, but, uh, my aunt is a psychologist and she was like super helpful when I was looking to like go to grad school and she introduced me to people and she helped kind of like steer me. And so I was super nervous for her to hear dopey because like as a potential future psychologist, I thought it might be unbecoming, you know, but she's pretty cool. She's like kind of a, out of every, you know, all my dad's, my dad's one of 11 kids and none of them really like got into like the counterculture movement, like the seventies, you know, like most people are doing, they all like went into the Navy and like, you know, did their own thing, but she did like, she's like, kind of has like, not, she's not a hippie, but she has like, she's like kind of open to that, you know? Um, but you have no idea what her opinions were. She told my dad she liked it or something. And then I emailed her and I said, I heard you found out. And I told her to listen to the Noah Levine episode or the Vipassana one because I felt those were a little bit more respectable. And 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 you think she did. That you know what I want you to read? I want you to read the Scott um, and Scott's wife emails. Uh, do you think that's okay to read? Yeah, they're doing great. Do you Have you communicated with them recently? They wrote us. No, but that was just when they got out. So what? Are you sure we should read those? Yes. Uh, we'll play the video and let me find it. No, I'm not going to play the video. But we're going to play it this episode. You think so? Yeah, dude. It was All good. right. So this thing came from... There's this guy called Steve. Did we read the Steve one? Just play the video. <laughs> you sure? Yeah, just play the video. I don't know. I like that one. I think we did read it. 
Um, Steve UK Dopey? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here, I'm going to read his his email, and then I'll play the video. Enjoyed the last podcast. Glad you got your review. Well-deserved, as I am a part of Dopey Nation. After listening to the recovery story, I have experienced... Who? Hold on. Hold on. Time out. You talk for a second. Why? What's Because something on? interesting might be happening. On what? Uh, on Dopey. On the show? All right. Should I read the email then? Yeah. Okay, so... Should I just start with his wife? Yeah. No, no, start with, yeah, start with his wife. Okay. Uh, so we got an email. This is from this guy, Scott. It's a different Scott. Were you talking about Scott, too? Different Scott. Yeah, it's a different Scott. Um, and uh, it's from his wife. And uh, he went into rehab, and we communicated with him when he went into rehab. And his wife says, hi, guys. This is Scott's wife, Nicole. I first wanted to thank you all for always taking the time to respond to his emails. It truly means a lot to him, and I really do believe listening to your podcast helped him make the decision to go for treatment. You guys are really doing a great service by sharing your stories so openly with complete strangers. You guys truly are awesome. Hopefully, I've kissed your asses enough to ask for a small favor. Scott is allowed to get mail at the facility he's at, and I was wondering if I sent you guys a card, I'll address it and stamp the envelope and everything, if you guys would take just a few minutes to write him a small note. I talked to him earlier today, and he was begging me to come home, which his therapist said is normal. And I, he was pretty down when I refused. I really think hearing from you guys would help him a lot. I know how much he values your opinions, and he really likes hearing from you guys. I'd even be willing to send along cookies or brownies as a huge thank you from a loving wife. I'm an awesome baker, so they'd be really good cookies. Ugh. Anyways, I do really appreciate your time and what you guys do. Thanks, Nicole. So we did write him a card. She didn't have... We got her own card. And Chris turned down the fucking cookies. Yeah, Dave was very upset I turned down the She's cookies. She's an awesome baker. Yeah, but it's... Scott's just, wife. Fucking A, man. Send us the cookies. We, t- we accept spiritual payment. Spiritual dollars. And when I asked Chris, if somebody offers you cookies... When do you turn them down? And Chris said, if they were in front of me, I would take the cookies. <laughs> yeah. But maybe the cookies wouldn't be that good in the mail. Yeah. He said something like that. I'm sure they'd still be good. Um, and so and then, Scott Scott was a listener who, who emailed us many times before his wife. We uh, may have read stuff from him. I don't remember. Um, so anyways, I'm going to read what he said. So uh, about a month and a half later, we got an email from Scott who said, Fellas, I made it through rehab and I'm home with the most clean time I've ever had since I started using. 27 days. So it's a month later. Yep. Scotty! Thanks for sending me that card. That really did mean a lot. It was really tough for my first week or so. I did leave at one point and went to a Goodwill and called my wife, but she wouldn't come and get me, so I had to take the walk of shame back. I punched some holes in my room I love that. wall and smashed some lamps and stuff, but I eventually realized... That I was where I needed to be and that I didn't want to use anymore. But now I know the real work is going to start because I'm out of the rehab bubble. I'm supposed to go back to work on Wednesday and I really don't want to. My job made my using so much more accessible and easy for me to do. I don't know what to do. I've been home for a few days and it honestly has been tough for me even to get motivated to get out of bed. It's fucking weird and I don't like it. Anyways... How did you guys handle the first little while that you were out of rehab? Also, I'm already caught up in the episodes I missed. You guys are fucking awesome. Keep it up. Great, Scotty. Scott. Yeah, and it's well, of course you get out. And even if you, Scott, if you're listening, if you slip up, just fucking get back on the wagon, you know? Um, that's what you got to do. And 
everybody will tell you different things, what early sobriety is like and follow the tools they give you, whether you're in the program, the 12 step program or whatever else you're doing to stay sober. But there is a period that has to be endured uh, and it's going to suck, especially if you're having cravings and whatnot. And there's no real telling of how long that lasts. And speaking of being right out of rehab, I just got a text message from Dave. Straight out um, of rehab. What did you uh, say? I say, yeah, we're mid-episode. Can we call? I have, I have somebody who's ready to come on and roast us. Yeah, but this is uh, right after we read that email. Okay. Uh, uh, can we call still? I'll tell him it's just uh, just like five to ten. I'll just say like just like five to ten mins. Um, all right. So How just, cool is it that um, that Scott called? I know, or, or Scott wrote us, and his wife wrote us, and it's he, so cool. And he got out of rehab, and then we're also about to call Dave, who uh, just got out of rehab too, straight out of rehab. We're thinking of making this a, a new. No, this segment is called straight out of Re- straight out of rehab. Yeah, straight out of rehab. Crazy motherfucker named Dave. Yeah, what's up? Straight out of rehab. Crazy motherfucker named Dave. <laughs> Dude, it's really funny because we just, uh, right when you texted me, we just read a couple emails from this guy's wife who told us that um, she thinks like we helped this guy get into rehab and then he emailed us when he got out. And um, so we read about what it's been like for him to be out of rehab um, and then you texted me. So I thought it would be a good time. uh, It worked out perfectly. We wanted you either way though. Nice, nice. Dude, yeah, I completely forgot. And then uh, my phone died so I plugged it in. And I'm like, I saw a text message from you, and I was like, oh, fuck, I completely forgot. Well, dude, that's nothing compared to driving to New York City and doing an episode and then having your idiot <laughs> friend delete it. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah. We've been talking about that. <laughs> for. We just recorded an episode. did it on purpose. I'm convinced he did it on purpose. Why would I do it on purpose? Because we got in that horrible fight. <laughs> did you know, did you know, Dave, that's... We got in one other fight, uh, but it wasn't on the show. But that's the only time that's ever happened, and that was with you, Dave. When did we get in the other fight? Uh, Nick Reiner. That was on the show. Nah, it was mostly off air. Um, So, Dave, tell us a little bit about what rehab was like and how you're doing now. Just take a few minutes. Um, Well, wait, 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 Dave. Before Dave, Dave, Dave. What is that? Dave, before you start telling us that. Tell us about, like, because Chris was always saying that you were one of the few people he knew that could drink <laughs> with impunity. Uh, oh, man. Well, I was for a while. Sorry. I'm, my voice is, I, I, I got, as soon as I got out of rehab, my girlfriend gave me a nasty cold. I've been, like, hawking shit up all week, so. You sound sexy. The gift that keeps Thank on you. giving. Thank you. <laughs> Um, yeah, so yeah, it turned out that that is not the case. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, but I mean, for like a year, maybe I was, you know, just whatever, didn't really even consider doing anything and then started drinking too much and then piece by piece started, you know, picking everything else back up. I think my favorite part of your, of your relapse story was... I think my favorite part of your relapse story is when you said that you bought dope from the drug dealers that you knew and you were like, um, it's just for a friend. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, that, they probably did not buy that, huh? Oh, and what's the deal, Dave? I'm, I, I keep saying your name. Am I, am I bleeping your name out, or can if I, is Dave okay to have on this? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, so tell us yeah. about rehab. Tell us what happened and shit. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, it was the, the three weekends leading up to it, as you already know. Well, the two, the two weekends leading up to it, really, I, I ended up in the hospital. And the last one, I had pneumonia. And, uh, cause I, I fell out and ended up choking on my own puke. Wow. And then, yeah, I, uh, so that was a Saturday, that Monday. Well, the next day I woke up and I was like, yeah, I need to go back to, uh, rehab. And, um, I, uh, that Monday went in and I was all right. Um, you know, I was still, you know, I drank before I went in. I think I took like Xanax or something. I don't even remember. And then um, that Tuesday, I woke up and uh, I didn't, apparently the shit I got was like so laced with fentanyl that I didn't even pop dirty for opiates. Isn't fentanyl an opiate? It's an opioid. Huh? No, he was saying fentanyl is an opioid. So if they're just tests for opiates, it doesn't show up. Is that how it works? I guess. I don't fucking know. Either way, I couldn't get... uh, methadone the whole time so i was kicking cold turkey and i had pneumonia oh the one thing about going to detox is like oh i'm gonna get some meds you know yeah drugs definitely yeah they're giving me colonidine and like librium or something yeah that's a bad that that's the old school bad detox well librium's a benzo but it's weak i I may as well have taken motrin because it did nothing (laughs) at least you i mean i hate to say it but you felt it you know what i mean i mean whatever that means you know you yeah yeah i mean well i'm almost glad that i didn't now because it made it it was it was short and painless like relatively painless in comparison to what i've experienced in the past like i was using every day for a long time before i went in there you know yeah and you fucking stayed when you found out the deal which sucked you didn't fucking run for the hills i tried to (laughs) did you i did i called i called a friend of mine and he was like nah dude your dad already called me and said not to pick you up uh so when did the feeling of wanting to get next morning i was like i'm glad i'm still here Right, right. So then, just the next day, you were like, "I'm doing this, no matter what." Yeah, yeah. I was, I was ready to go. And I think like the third day I was in there, I was like working out in my room, and my roommates were like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> uh, I just <laughs> like, wait. <laughs> just for the dopey nation, I've always said this a lot, but Dave is in ridiculous shape. So. You just would not see somebody in Dave's shape that often in rehab, particularly like a pretty tough place, which is where you were at, right? Yeah, yeah. Tell, well, tell us about your roommates, man. Uh, um, so in, in detox, my roommate got kicked out for jumping out the window to look for cigarettes because they don't let you smoke in there. <laughs> and then I got upstairs, and I had a couple interesting roommates. One of them was uh, a 49-year-old blood. <laughs> so woo. how do you say it i don't even i, I would have never known i mean we got along great dude i'd play guitar and he would like you know dance around in the room to it and then he was he showed me his paperwork he's like why would the clinician put this in my paperwork and i'm looking at it it's like you know assault with a deadly weapon member of you know like x number of years member of the blood gang or something like that and i was like what i was like um 
I don't know, dude. And then I asked him, I was like, are you still in the Bloods? And he just didn't answer me. <laughs> blood in, blood out. I just, yeah, I just quickly changed the subject after that. Uh, then who was the last roommate? So he, he, he left after like four days because he had a hernia and they medically discharged him because they like couldn't care for his physical ailment. And then I got this this other dude. I had the room to myself for like a day or two, which was awesome. And uh, did you masturbate? Like, huh? Yeah, of course, dude. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't like pretty much the whole time I was there. It was great. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, then I, the last guy I had who I had the remainder of the time for about a couple weeks was this six uh, year old. He had about one or two teeth, maybe black crackhead named Rodney. Well, he was a dope fiend. He was an everything fiend. And he walked in and he had, like, he smelled like shit. He he was talking to himself. I had, like, my guitar in there and, like, I don't know, some nice stuff. I was like, this fucking dude's gonna steal my shit and I'm gonna gonna come back from group and everything's gonna be gone. Uh. I was pissed. (laughs) And then we ended up getting along. He was, uh, he was fucking hilarious. Hmm. Yeah, the guys that smell like shit are usually the funniest guys. <laughs> yeah, well, he, um, he definitely had some stories. I mean, you don't get to age 62 and, you know, doing drugs for like over four decades without, you know, catching some stink. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So how are you doing now, man? You've been, what's the deal? No drinking in meetings? No, no. And uh, going to as many meetings as I can, I've I would like to go every day, but I've been so fucking busy lately. But I'd say probably like since I got out last Thursday, I've been to like six, oh, five or six. Nice, dude. That's great. That's good. How do you feel? I feel good. I feel good. Uh, not too many uh, cravings or anything. I don't really have many cravings for drugs. If, if anything, I'll get stressed out. Like, it'd be nice if I could drink right now, but then I, you know. I just don't. <laughs> I mean, I just don't. I just don't want to do this whole thing again. I'm just over it. Yeah, no kidding. And for the dopey nation, um, you know, Dave mentioned how he was like choking on his vomit. Dave has fall. How many times have you overdosed on heroin? I don't know. <laughs> A lot. A lot. Like know. serious, like, real deal. Like real deal. People finding him falling like out in the hospital. Yeah. Maybe like nine or ten or something. It's fucking yeah. crazy, dude. You're out of lives. I told you that on the phone the other day, but you're on your ninth life. You're you're done. There's none left. I know. I I agree with you 100. percent Yeah. But also, there's so much good stuff that can come. You know what I mean? You got so much cool stuff going on, and you're such a good, positive soul. You know. And he's handsome, like you say. He's handsome. He's he's fit. Thank he's he's he's. But he's also <laughs> Dave. You're he's a really good guy. He's this know? Dave is for the dopey nation. Thank he's you, this. Dave is this eclectic mishmash of very cool identities. He's like this yoked out, like ripped dude with tattoos, and then he can just shred on the guitar and he listens to like really interesting music. It's but he's no, but besides all that, I have to say he's Dave. You're incredibly sweet and unassuming and kind, you know. And I think uh, that's very nice. But it's the truth, you know. I don't just say shit like that. It's the truth. I know you don't. And uh, and I'm I'm really glad you know I'm glad that you turned out not to be a junkie that could drink 
I'm glad to have you on uh, the, the old sober team just for the hell of it because I think you're a great a great addition <laughs> to it. Thanks. It's actually it's nice to be back on it. I feel great. Yeah. I knew that that was going to happen with you. I just knew that that's what was going to happen. I always thought it was, and then after about a year, I was like, I guess it's working. No, no, no. I don't mean I didn't know that he was going to relapse. I mean, I knew that when he got sober, he would feel right at home. Because that, I know, I just... Oh, yeah. I yeah. just see that in you. Like, you're tr- you're such a genuine, like, good soul. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but, like, you don't... Well, you... I like to think I am. Huh? I try to be. I yeah. try to be. Yeah. Dave even set up our Facebook page. Yeah. For, a lot of good that did, Dave, you fucking idiot. <laughs> it just ended up getting you into trouble with what's-her-name. Don't say Don't her say name. Don't say her. You she cannot <laughs> be said. I did make the page after all. Did you read Did you read the, the final exchanges with Chris and her at the end? No, it was too many, dude. Oh. No, up. go like, read the last that. one. Go read the very last one. I read all this. Yeah, go read the very last one from like three weeks ago. It was very sad. Okay. All right. All right. We'll let you go, dude. But thanks for calling in, and uh, I'll talk to you later. All right, man. Sounds good. See you guys later. All right, Dave. Thanks be well. Right. Now we're gonna right, get. We're right. gonna. We're gonna do another call just for the hell of it. Who are we calling again now? He doesn't. His name. He doesn't want to say his name. He who wishes to remain remain nameless. Yeah, he who is not to be named. You can't hit my vape and be all up in it. What do you mean? You gotta purse your lips and hit it gently. Why would I do? You just slobber all over it. You you really? Do you want it? You're just such a little pristine pussy. Give me because I want to hit it again. No, I'm gonna hit it for a while and then I'll let you hit it if you purse your lips. Fine. 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 That's how we're doing it. You're such a jerk. You're such a little fucking pussy. Who, me? Yeah, you're a little wussy priss. <laughs> fucking make me sick. <laughs> Who is this guy? That's my friend. He doesn't want me to say his name. Hey, what's up? Yo, how you feel? I'm alright. I can't say your name, right? What do you mean? Are you taping right now? Yeah. No, you can't say my name. Not even your first name? No. Okay. Hey, my name's Chris. So what should I call you? Call him. Hey, hey Chris. Call him Sir. Okay, Sir. Yeah, you should call me Sir. <laughs> All right. So, so what's going on? Who is this guy? This is a. He's a listener of the show. He's an old friend, and he has a lot of thoughts. And I just wanted to hear what his. I, I just think he's he is a he's a good speaker, and I wanted to hear what he what he, his thoughts on the show. All right. Well, you're kind of catching me off guard. I'm not sure I'm going to have much wisdom for you right now. Come on. Uh, hold on a second. I got to mute the television. Um, so what are you guys doing? You're taping right now? Yeah. Yeah. We're recording. We're, we're fucking 39 minutes and have, in. And you, have no, and you have no material, as happens many times. <laughs> no. Some, some stuff turned up while, we, while I was waiting to call you. We, yeah, we just finished our straight out of rehab section where we read a couple emails and uh, we had somebody call in that just got out of rehab. What did you like about it? Um, I just like that it had substance. Like, it wasn't just you two guys, like, saying, like, let's think of the worst song we can play right now or something <laughs> like that. You know, the, the, I, you know, I like, I like listening to it. I like, I, like, I listen to the show, like, on the train at night when I'm coming home from work or, um, you know, if I'm 
going to work in the weekend and I'm in the car or something. Um, Can I say something? Uh, it shocks what? me. I think you listen to the show because you miss me. Otherwise, I don't think you'd listen to this stupid show. I think that's probably true. Yeah, I think that's true. It's because we don't hang out enough. But but he likes so he like listens a, to like the a, show. It's like a proxy. It's like a proxy for hanging out with you. Have you written a review? <laughs> no, I don't know how to do that. I you know, I uh, I don't I don't I try to do it on my phone. And I, I I couldn't figure out how to actually um how to do it. Yeah, no, we I, I, we I encounter like, that a lot. You know, I don't listen to any podcasts and like read blogs or any of this kind of thing. I don't do that. So like, um, I I went on there and I I, tr- I actually tried on podcasts, but like, how do I review this thing? I I couldn't figure it out. Hmm. Have you tried to listen? To, have you tried to listen to any other podcasts? If you, me, if you tell me if you tell me how to do it, I'll do it. Um, Here, why don't you give them a lesson right now on the other fucking million... No, this is good because we get people that uh, encounter this problem that are listeners and they say they can't figure it out. So what you have to do is if you already subscribe to to Dopey in the Apple Podcast app, you have to go search for it. And if you search for it, again, like you don't don't subscribe and then click on it, it shows up, there'll be a tab that says ratings and re- uh, reviews or something, and then you can write a review through that tab. But if you already subscribed, that tab never shows up. Okay. He doesn't care. <laughs> now let me well, ask... Well, I, already, so I already subscribed, that's the problem. Yeah, so he needs to, you need to search for Dopey like you're not subscribed, click on it, and then well, there'll be a little rating. All right. Now let me, what do you, what's, the, what's the worst part of the show? I don't know if there's like a worst part of it. It's just some episodes are not that good. Um, but, but like, you know, I think that, um, the best, I, I, you know, I kind of, sometimes I think maybe you like used up all your best material in the first few episodes. Um, and now it's like, what are you going to do? You got to find other people to tell stories, right? Because the whole point of the thing, which was, I think the, the, the best part about it was to try to tell stories. And, um, and the stories are, are fun to listen to and interesting, you know, whether or not you're, you're, you know, addicted to drugs or whatever. So, um, you know, that part of it, I thought was, was funny. And Chris had some really great stories. Dave, I guess you had to delete a lot of your stories because of, uh, personal commitments or whatever. Yeah. But, um, um, you know, but, but Chris's stories, Chris's stories are better than yours. I'd have to say, uh, <laughs> thank you. But, thank you. <laughs> They're just so crazy. That's why. <laughs> that means a lot. Your story, Dave. I mean, look, I love Dave. I've, been, I've known Dave for a very long time, but uh, um, I guess James, your stories. I kind of know what they are, right? Because I like hung out with you and Todd, and, and like you know, been in your apartment twenty five years ago or whatever it was, and. Uh, maybe 20 years ago and, and but like Christmas stories are like being on like some island in the Caribbean in a hotel and like drug dealers looking for a dude I thought you were gonna call in and bash Chris instead you're bashing me what the fuck is this yeah <laughs> no I think you should I, so what I was gonna say is I started to think you know have these guys used up all their good material and like, you know, do they have anything left? And then last weekend, like, I thought that was a good, when I listened to it, the one that came out last Sunday, I thought it was really good. I thought that you had, you know, 
that episode really came together, I thought, because Todd's story was good, and then the idea, like, you're going to, like, check in with Todd every once in a while, I think that's a good idea. Um, I just tried then, just, uh, I just tried checking in with him, and, um, and he's like, he's busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I figured that might happen, but, um, you know, I think, I think that, um, I think you can. I think you can still manage to do it. You know, there was a couple. Of, I can't remember like what episode is good and what episode is bad. Maybe what you should do is you can. Can you make podcasts so that you can just review the episode? Because then I could just I give you like zero stars for some of the episodes. No, we don't want any episodes with zero stars, man. We, we just want good reviews. I just want you to bash Chris and say I'm great, and it's not happening the way I planned. That's why you called me. You Basically, called me that. yeah. Tell tell you know, Chris. You know I'm not going to do that. You know I'm not going to. I just figured it was worth a well, shot. There are, some Chris, Chris, there are some things that I find annoying about your your stuff on the show, like burping or playing bad songs that are they're not even funny. Bad, they're just bad. See, some and, people um, think they're funny. They're they're really not. The one you know, the one last the last, the one on the last show was okay just because it was like it was like the LL Cool J song, but it was like um, drugs. It was like uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, that was okay, but like there was one where you just played some shit that was like craft work or something. It was horrible. I'm like, what's the, what is this? <laughs> and and um, no, but so what? No, I think my least favorite episodes were you guys just played songs back and forth. Oh yeah, the structured episode. Yeah, that was the worst episode. <laughs> that was our favorite to record. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the problem. I told Dave, I'm like, you can't judge, you can't judge this by like how fun it was for you to make. You have to think about like whether it was any fun for anyone to listen to it. I thought it was fun when I kept saying, Siri, give me another seven minutes. I thought that shtick was gold. No, that was horrible. The only, no, the, that was terrible. That was really bad, talking to Siri. You should never talk to Siri. Siri's not funny. <laughs> I think like, Siri's hysterical. No, it's not funny at all. It's a robot on a phone. It's not funny. It's funny when somebody is trying to make a podcast work, and to make it work, they try to talk to their phone. I think that's uh, funny. It was, it was it was totally it was not funny at all alright it, it was not funny and, 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 the, and the thing I, and then the other one where you had John on there doing sound effects um, but you know I didn't think it was a good episode and you know it, I think so those two episodes what do they have in common they kind of have in common and, and this is going to sound like another criticism of you uh, instead of Chris um, you know if you try too hard to make it like copy Howard Stern things it's not good you're such a dick. What the <laughs> fuck did I call you for? <laughs> so what is good? You know, the sound effect, the sound effect thing, that's like, a, that's like from Howard Stern, right? He tried to copy it. It's just terrible. You're a fucking cocksucker, you know that? It's hard. It was a really bad episode. But you're, you know, I think that last week was good, but you didn't like try to plan it out, right? It just happened. Well, that's what we're doing right now. So, so tell me, what are the great things that I do? I think your stories are good. You're, you're a better storyteller than Chris, okay? The substance of Chris's stories, like what actually happens in Chris's stories, is better than what happens in your stories. But I would say you're a little bit better at telling the stories. But that he's might a, be he's a natural storyteller. I agree with that. Yes. yes. He told you're a really not, lame Chris, story you for the... telling stories, you, you get distracted too easily, and like, it, it breaks the flow. Me or him? Chris. Yeah, I can't like, pay attention to anything. Really good, but then all of a sudden he's like, "Oh wait, I gotta tell you this." Right, right before he's about to tell you the good part of the story, he starts telling some other story. 
story that's not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this this person was around me for lots of drug taking. Yeah. Lots of drug taking. I wish I could I could I could sing your praises a little bit more, but he's deathly afraid of being so close to such an incendiary podcast as ours. Right? <laughs> it's true. I can't wait. I can't wait till he retires from his his career and we can and we can get back to something fun. That'll be good, right? But we're going to get off now. But I, I really appreciate right. uh, having you on, and I love you, and I miss you. Good. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to criticize. That's one of my favorite things to do. He is. Thank you, sir. All right. See you. Bye. Good night. <laughs> yeah, that's my friend. That was great. That was a really good call. You like I'm that? glad you did it. Let's play that one video, and then we'll wrap it up. Groovy. All right? Yes. All right, so this video is from a guy from UK. Hey, I'm going to read the thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, enjoy the is last— Is it really long? No. Uh, it's from some guy, and the title is Methadone Piss Vampires. Enjoyed the last podcast. Glad you got your review. Well deserved, as I am a part of the Dopey Nation. Gotta love that Dopey Nation, man. I love it. After listening to the recovery story, I have something about the UK methadone experience. You don't pay for methadone because of UK's NHS, whatever that stands for. National Health System. Service. So it's just a joke, to be honest. As I'm sure you know, but highlighting it can be fun. Thought I would start, will this recorded story about methadone piss... this recorded story. Thought I would start with this recorded story about methadone piss vampires, cut if needed, etc. Thought I'd do a debauchery-based story next. Have an excellent one about getting arrested, tripping on shrooms with a five-foot iguana. This happened at a local convenience store and have newspaper clippings. Anyhow, toodles for now, and let me know what you think. Take care, man. Toodles. Keep up the good work. That's two toodles, man. Do you like that everybody says toodles? You hate toodles, and it's catching on like wildfire. I'll tell you. It's funny. Yeah. I hate toodles, but I do love that everybody says it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, it just shows that it permeates the world. Yeah. You know, and it shows that I'm growing better. Yeah. Because in the past, I might not have liked it, but yeah. I do like it because it's ours. Yeah. It's a, it's just beautiful. I All mean, right. it's yours, but it's still ours. Let's hit the... Uh, Listen, let's hear- shut up. <laughs> let's hear uh, the just shut up. I'm not done with the email. <laughs> Hope you got my mails about being out of the area at the weekend. Peace and love and fucking Steve. That's what I had to shut up for? It's the end of the email. And okay, so let's... So anyways, you what we're going to do... You should see yourself right now. He's fading. Well, he's fading. He's lying down. <laughs> his eyes are heavy. They're half closed. So what we're going to do, Dopey Nation, is we are going to play a voice memo from this guy. It's not. He said cut it. We're not going to cut it. It's five minutes. We're going to play the whole thing. Then we're going to wrap it up. Okay. I'm Steve. This is uh, Methadone Piss Vampires. Okay. I have to salute Big Pharma. They have a cushy little racket pushing the methadone maintenance program to unexpected souls. People that are genuinely looking for help, but are very misinformed and offered this sticky man-made goo as a form of recovery. The idea itself is an excellent sneaky game of souls and bladders, wrapped up with dehumanizing idiot word pushers, piss-hungry drug workers, holding out piss cups like it's their duty to mankind. Just pee in the cup, dearie. You see this panel? 
She points to the line that states CT. I have to make sure that you, you're the only one taking the methadone. We prescribe uh, uh, nothing else dodgy, you know, as, as we are responsible for, for you. I feel like a child. I nod and sign some papers. Log question is regular in most clinics, like, have you ever sold your body for drugs? To, when did you last smoke a bag? Or have you started to IV yet? To, where are you getting your money from to fund your addiction? And my all-time favourite, do you engage in risky sexual behaviour involving syringes? Anyway, male and female workers gaze at your penis. This is extremely off-putting, but no pee, no don't. That's what you have to do. It's part of this methadone matrix puzzle box. Sometimes an A to C class drug pops up for the piss gazer's excited yet dulled eyes. And what happens to the individual with the dirty? Who knows? There's so many outcomes and an abundance of piss to be harvested. I wish they had given me a rule book to this game. It depends on the individual's record. Sometimes we have to take the pee and test it twice to make sure that the 10 panel urine is right. As we get a lot of false positives, it's important as it affects your children, parole, health, life, or perhaps freedom. Do you want some more water, dearie? I nod excitedly in this mentally unstable environment. Another doctor enters the room to supervise the key worker that is holding my empty piss cup. It's all mandatory. What have you got to hide? I feel completely alienated. Some female doctor is eyeballing my cock like it's going to start a conversation with her. A month before, she got me undressed and pulled out a, f- a flashlight and done some rub- and got some donned on some rubber gloves to see if I was shooting heroin in my groin. Sadly for her, she didn't find any marks, but she's already seen my cock and strangely inherited large testicles. I'm glad for you, she told me, in a defeated tone. I did tell her that I didn't shoot there, but she had to use it to see it for herself because a lot of us lie. Anyway, after an ungodly amount of time, my cock starts to shoot hot, exciting piss into the expensive instant 10-panel piss test cup. They have rubber gloves on to prevent splashbacks, and she smirks. This sad, depraved ritual ensures that I get my daily drink of UK taxpayers' liquid handcuffs. Gee whiz. As a result, so coming back, I get ushered back into the main waiting room. Busy drug workers shuffle me around. One is holding a sign, <laughs> a single piece of paper, and has the expression that he has nailed cold fusion. Others are pretending to care. Someone to know intimate details of your life. And if the piss cups are out, they'll nail you two hours straight for information. You leave your dignity in the urine cup here. I'm grouped with muggers, dealers, violent offenders, smackhead, crackheads with families, probation tagged offenders, alcoholics, and generally drug ends. I listen to other customers whine and bitch. One Scottish guy is shouting, if I could actually get any piss out of my cock, they will actually get one line of fucking done and nothing else. Can I do it tomorrow? No, that's too much for these cunts. They bleed you dry. Fucking you are they vampires. The government are retaining a lot of jobs for keeping people like me strung out on their legal green handcuffs. Reality slides in, kicks my fog's head, 
it's all a game. They make you feel like a fucking loser, and they want as much as they can get from you. My heroin-free piss is now somewhere else. In the toilet? The fridge? Who knows? It's a confusing system in the meth matrix. The doctor informs me casually, if I get an HIV test, I can get a £5 shopping voucher to spend on cigarettes and food. No thanks. I kindly nod and want to get out there as fast as possible. I now made my walk of shame to the dispensing chemist and down my horrible methadone like a drone. Five hours of great recovery later, I feel like a semi-functioning member of society. Is anything about this story real? Sadly, yes. Every word. That was fucking great, awesome. dude. You know who that oh is? Oh, my God. This guy wants to do Dopey UK. Oh, my God. If Maybe we should it. let him. Yeah. Oh, my God. That, that was, was good. so good. It was so email good. Email him now and tell him that we're it's on the show. It's just gonna I'm gonna, how about if I email him when we're done with the show? Yeah, that'll work, that? too. Um, and how funny is his Irish Methodonian? And it's just like my Staten oh my Island God. Methodonian. So he, he blew your Methadone out of the water. What? He did. That was so good. He must have wrote that out, though. It of course. The way it was just of course. He's a fucking great writer. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Bloody brilliant. How do you say it? Bloody brilliant. Yeah, but say it like you say it. Bloody brilliant. That's not Oh, you mean with like an English accent? Yeah. Bloody brilliant. Yeah. But he he didn't have like an American English accent. He's he English. A real English accent. That, I mean, his, his, and also like his voice. God, that was so good. I didn't listen to that. You know, I saw his emails and read his email. I didn't listen to that. His voice is so good. It's like you would want him to narrate a book. Totally. That's a great fucking... Yeah, that's totally what it is. You know, his voice is so good. Yeah. And the writing was awesome, too. It was really, really good. Like, where does your urine go? You know what I mean? Like, in this methadone matrix. And it all made me think of... I mean, because I, I, you weren't ever on the methadone program, right? No. I, I mean, do you know how many days I would walk up to these counters... You know, like, and, and you really are, and it's international, and the, and liquid handcuffs is the expression you use all over the world, I guess. You know, I never considered, uh, you know, methadone in the UK or yeah. whatever, you know, but it's an identical experience, just culturally different. Yeah. It's amazing. Totally. Really, really great story. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve. That was awesome. We will totally really play. Good. Send us something else. We'll play. Yeah, we'll play it. anything. Anything you send us. Yeah, I'm so sorry we didn't get you back to You don't have to, to even write it out. Just send us something. We'll fucking play it. Yeah, I'd love to hear you just talk off the top. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Write us a review. You write an email. Something. Instagram, Facebook, uh, whatever, uh, man. Uh, Dude, you're fucking fried. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Well, it's good, man. We're wrapping this one up right now. I don't like to see you at such a low energy level. It's all that sugar. How come I'm still... Because you had a cup of uh, You know what Dave does? In the middle of the fucking episode He gets up Goes into my parents freezer Grabs a half full uh, Pint of Ben and Jerry's Vanilla ice cream It was here a month ago yeah. And nobody had yeah, touched nobody's, it Nobody's needed And he puts it in a cup And then he adds sugar to the ice cream Splenda Splenda <laughs> <laughs> and, and fills the cup up with coffee It actually looked pretty good And then I went over I went over you to showed Chris. it to me Because it looked so good Yeah That uh, was during How that. was it? It was delicious You didn't even finish it, did you? I don't know, let's see Yeah, But we gotta wrap this up Where are you going? I wanna go look into the coffee cup Yeah, it's probably nasty now No, it's gonna be delish Ugh
Not as good as it was before. But um, Dopey Nation, thank you. Steve, fucking stellar. Steve, Dave, thank you. What about Steve, my friend? sir, thank you, sir. He was good, right? Scott. Scott's wife was, what was her name? I don't know. Rebecca? No. I don't know. I for, I'm an idiot. It doesn't matter. She okay. doesn't want her name out there anyway. Yeah. Scott, Scott's wife, we wish you well. Troy, Tina, whoever else is out there. Jesse, what's that guy? Levi, Chase. Matt B. Matt. uh, Billy Baru. Billy Baru. Can you think of anybody else off the top of your head? What about the old school ones? We got them all. No, 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 no. no, We didn't. Hold on. I want to say, hold on. Wait, wait. Can you think of anybody? What was that girl who we read her email twice? What about Cephalong? Yeah, he stopped listening. You could just see geographically nobody. No more downloads from Zambia. Yeah. Who was the a girl that we had? Uh, oh, Joe Pepper. Remember him? Yep. He fucking hated us. Uh, who else? I have like ten in a row from Joe Pepper. Dave. Uh, oh, I what? shouldn't have said his name. Sorry. You're an idiot. We just sent him You're the cords. Fucking. Well, idiot. you have to bleep a couple things in this. What do I have to bleep? You, the guy's email where you said his name, and at the end of the email, he's like, "Don't say my name." What email? Was that this? That wasn't this episode. It was in the front of this episode. No, yeah. it was in the um, East Side episode because it was. The well, now you got to do that. I also need you to believe something else. All right. I'm not going to mention it, but I want to say some more shout-outs. Uh, another David, Jacqueline. I don't even remember. Otto. Oh yeah, Otto. Andy. What about Alex? Rebecca. Alex. Honeysuckle. <laughs> Jesse. All right, shut the fuck up. Wait, no, this is fun. Leslie. This is stupid. Stay strong. Remember this guy? Cormac? Oh, yeah, Cormac from Listserv. Which is is fun. Tyler. Shut the fuck up. You've got no gratitude, man. Matt. No gratitude. You just sound like an idiot. I do? Yes. How? how? Why? Because I'm bigging up our fans? That (laughs) makes me. (laughs) Big up, homie. That's what you tried to sound like with what's his face. With who? You know who. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> what about Denise? Denise. What about Shane? Shane. Do you know who Shane is? No. Yes, I do. Who is it? I don't remember. That sober guy. Oh, Shane. <laughs> Shane suck a dick sober guy. What do you mean? Oh, what about Matt? Maddie. Yeah, that was the guy I just showed you. All right, now we're done. No, no. <laughs> what about Soma? Oh, Soma. And uh, Desiree from what's it called? <laughs> oh, Leah. That's who we read her email twice. Oh yeah. Uh, Pamela, James. All right, shut the fuck up, dude. Nick Reiner. I'm so sick of you. What about Nick Reiner? I'm just gonna end it. What about I'm Nick just Reiner? End it. We're just gonna cut it Sean. off. Sean. We're just gonna cut it off. What about that dude Eric who reads the voicemails? Oh yeah, he's cool. Bailey. Please shut the Matt. fuck up. It's just to give give. Nobody's going to listen to the episode after this. What are you talking about? Because you're just rambling. We all, that's all we do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, goodbye. Stay strong. All right, toodles. I want to take a walk around the world. I wonder would it do me any good. Until I get some money in my pocket, then I guess I'll just have to walk around my neighborhood. But I want to be good so bad want to be so good, so bad, so bad I want to be good so bad Bad desire's all I ever had And I want to take a ride up in the sky 
Watch this airplane just pass me by And I wanna see a Lear Jetliner take a dive Just to show all of these people What it means to be alive But I wanna be good so bad Wanna be so good, so bad, so bad I wanna be good so bad Bad desire's all I ever had